You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of His Holy Spirit about His Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes in order to join our story so that our story might be a better story. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today is the baptism of our Lord Sunday. It's kind of this, uh, this Christian holiday that, well, not many people know about. It's one of these Christian holidays that we, we celebrate in the liturgical church, but it's nothing that really is celebrated, you know, outside of here. There's no gift giving that, that goes along with this. There's no, you know, pretty eggs that go along with this. There's no cute little animals that go along with this, except for the deer giving birth in Kadesh from the psalm. But here we, we have this important day in, in the year of Christian living, in this year of going to church and hearing the word and, and understanding, okay, what's going on with my life and how Jesus is affecting that life. And today we get this amazing story of when Jesus gets baptized, a, a story that, that Luke almost sort of subdues. He, he tells you a lot about who uh, who John the Baptist is, and then almost as an afterthought, he goes, oh yeah, and Jesus got baptized too, and yeah, there was this miraculous thing where this dove came down and, and landed on Jesus, and there was this great big voice that said, this is my son, I am well pleased in him, but uh, he doesn't really tell, give us much to begin with there. And so there's a little bit of this story where we start to kind of say, well, why is this a big deal? Why does Jesus even get baptized in the first place? Because in some ways, we sort of know why we get baptized. We, know, we at least think we know that we know why we get baptized. We go, well, we get baptized in order to give us the opportunity so that our sins are forgiven. We, we get baptized so that we become a part of God's family. We get baptized for all of these different reasons. But why does Jesus get baptized? Jesus doesn't have any sins that need forgiving. Jesus is already a part of God's family. He's a part of the Trinity. And so why does Jesus get baptized? When Jesus gets baptized for a completely other reason. He gets baptized because he's joining our story. Jesus gets baptized because he is joining us in this great story that we have, this story of humanity, this story that began as something that was being written by God. 
And if you think of the story of humanity in that frame, it starts to give you a little bit of a sense of what it means for Jesus to join us in this story. If you think of God as this great author, if you think of God as this person who is writing out a story for humanity, he's writing out this great novel, or he's writing out this great movie script, or he's writing out uh, this great whatever other story you might come up with, this great thing that he's putting together, and he's there typing away at his laptop, And God's up there, you know, he's getting the beard out of the way and he's typing away and he's writing this story about who we are and and what we're going to do. And there is God, he's writing and he's writing and it seems like well, there's, there's characters in this story, and these characters, well, they're, they're characters who are heroes, and there are characters who are villains, but none of them are completely heroic, and none of them are completely villain. That all of them are sort of this mixture that we know as humanity, this mixture of both hero and villain, this mixture of both sinner and saint, this mixture of people that, well, we try to do the right thing, but then we end up doing the wrong thing, and sometimes we end up doing a lot more of the wrong thing, which means that in the eyes of other people that we become villains, or maybe sometimes we end up doing a lot more of the right thing, which means that we become a little bit more of a hero to other people, but none of us are completely either one of those. And God starts looking at his story, and he starts looking at this mess that we are, and he starts to say, They need a hero. They need a hero who is just a hero. And the only way to give them that is for me to write myself into their story. And in this magical moment, God incarnates himself, the author into his own story so that he can join us to be the hero of our story. And that sounds like a good thing at first. And it ends up being a really good thing. But there's an element in there where it is a really scary thing. To have somebody who is so other join into our story. Somebody who is not like us. Somebody who is other than we are. Somebody who is the God of the entire universe. Somebody who is the God who put together the world which is what that psalm is all about, that God is this mighty character who can do all of these things in nature that we cannot do. I don't know how many of you have made deers give birth. But God came and wrote himself into our story. That God came and, well, that's kind of intimidating. To have him join us. Because we know that when he joins us, that then 
our villainy looks worse. Because when we just compare ourselves to other people around us, we know that the humanity that's around us, well, it's all sort of a mixed bag. And so because of that, generally speaking, we can find some people that are, well, they're kind of worse than us. And we sort of like those people because they reassure us. And then you have some other people, well, they're not worse than us. They're actually, we're worse than them. And, oh, those people, those people, we don't like really being around them because, well, they're not reassuring. They tell us that, oh, well, maybe I need to do a little bit more with my life. And that's the kind of person that Jesus is. That's the kind of person that Jesus is, and it shows when he's baptized. It shows when he's baptized because all of those people who are gathered at the River Jordan, well, they see Jesus get baptized like all of the other people that have gotten baptized by John before them. And there's something different that happens here. There's something different that happens when Jesus gets baptized. When Jesus gets baptized, the Holy Spirit comes down in the form of a dove and lands on his head. And the other thing that is different that happens when Jesus is baptized is that God says, this is my beloved son, the one in whom I am well pleased. It's like God is going, finally, I am able to completely affirm this hero in my story. It's kind of frightening how different Jesus is. Because he's so other than us. In 1990, around the end of Carl Sagan's life, he would die in just a little bit uh, after this, in 1990, Carl Sagan, the, the world-renowned cosmologist and astronomer, uh, he, he saw this picture. He, he saw this picture that, um, that, that came from a, a space probe, the Voyager 1. And as he saw that, he, he took a look at the picture that was given by this space probe, this Voyager 1. And in the picture, it, the, the Earth is just a tiny little dot that you can make out in the midst of this great space scene. This tiny, pale blue dot, he says. And Carl Sagan says this about that dot. He says, look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it is everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone that you've ever heard of, every human being who ever was lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of our civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor, explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and every sinner in the history of our species lived there on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. 
And the amazing thing about that picture that Carl Sagan saw is the perspective of Voyager 1. A perspective that is tiny compared to God's perspective. A perspective that is only a fraction of God's perspective. In God's perspective, we should be an even tinier pale blue dot in an otherwise huge sea of amazing things. And that's us as a planet, much less us as a church, much less us as individuals who are sitting in this place. And yet, God looks at us and says that because he loves insignificant us so much that he is willing to write himself into our story. That our life together with one another begins with our lives together with him. Our lives together with him written into our stories by his own hand. His own hand being born into this world, his own hand being crucified for our sins so that we may be together with him for eternity. So may you this week understand just how little you are. But may you also understand that you have been declared so significant that the Son of God himself has been written into your story so that you may be with him forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through his church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Oh,